Hello and welcome to Caught My Ear, where two music obsessed mates grab a mic and have a chat about what music they've been listening to. My name is Vivian. My name is Maddie. So this is episode 72. Now normally we would go into our news segment, but this week's episode is going to be a little bit different. That's right, it's that time of the year again. Yay, it's countdown time. Yes, so as you guys may know, last year we did a mid-year countdown and an end-of-year countdown, and we want to continue that tradition. So early in the year we did a mid-year countdown where we did our top five songs of the year so far, as, long as, as well as our top albums of the year so far. Now it is the end of 2020. We've had the whole 2020 to decide. <laughs> exactly. So a lot of music has come out since our last countdown. So we're going to do a redoing of that and we're going to do another top five songs for each of us as well as our top two albums of 2020. So in saying that, we will start with number five and Maddie will kick us off. Alrighty. So my number five track of 2020 is going to be Green Papaya by Leanne Le Havis. So I haven't chatted about this one on the podcast as such, um, but I have spoken about Leanne Le Havis's new music. She released an album earlier this year, and I am obsessed with this song in particular. There's a couple of others that I love too, but this one is probably my absolute favourite of the entire thing. Like, I'm obsessed with the guitar line that goes the whole way underneath. It's so intricate and so beautiful and so interesting. Absolutely adore it. And then Leanne's voice. I've spoken about her a million times before. She's just so gorgeous, so, so beautiful, gorgeous. so soulful. I absolutely love the vulnerability in her voice. It's incredible. And one thing that Vivian and I were chatting about before we started recording, um, the way that her vibrato is like a lot slower mm. than you find like in a lot of, um, you know, like mainstream artists, it's very, um, they have like a tendency to do like really, really quick vibrato. So you can't like pick out the two notes mm-hmm. that they're like sort of like changing between, but Leanne's is so like slow and you can like hear it, which is really, really interesting and really weird, but it's, it's also so, so beautiful. But yeah, I absolutely love this song. Yeah, it's such a beautiful track. And her vocals, yeah, like Manny was just saying, it's like this sort of like wavering sort of like yeah. vibrato, which is so fascinating to hear because it's just something that you don't come across very often. And you can just hear the skill that she has to to hit those notes and to hold those notes. And this song is so pretty. The guitar line is so fascinating. The way she plays, the way she plucks is interesting as well yeah I was so glad because I discovered her I don't know if I've told this story before but I discovered Leanne at um she was opening for a Coldplay concert that was like which is kind of weird four or five years ago or something ridiculous that I went to with a couple of people and like we I always love getting to concerts early Mm. to like listen to the openers and stuff because of course like I can't just come in halfway through like that's just not me so I have to come early and I saw Leanne playing and she'd already started by the time I got there and I was just like absolutely mm. gobsmacked by her talent. She was up there like playing guitar and singing at the same time and like because at that time, you know, it was like her song Green and Gold and like Unstoppable, that type of era of Leanne. But this new music is so, so interesting and I'm so glad I went to that concert early because I never would have discovered her otherwise. So yeah, for I'm sure. super, super lucky that that happened and I'm so in love with the song Green Papaya by Leanne Le Havis. So Vivian, what is your number five song of 2020? 
all year. So my number five is I Know The End by Phoebe Bridges. So I actually haven't spoken about this song either on the podcast, (laughs) but um, I came across Phoebe Bridges a couple of years ago now. I didn't really fully get into her, but she released her latest album, Punisher, back in June this year. So this is coming from that album. And it's such an interesting song. It's, it's It's about six minutes and it's got quite a few different sections to it. It starts off this beautiful, like, acoustic, atmospheric, really just this introspective sort of um, lyrics about, you know, losing people and finding new places and touring, like, very sort of introspective. And then it sort of cuts into, like, this faster tempo where she is sort of singing about different things um, that's happening in the world at the moment and think how, like how it sort of looks through her eyes. And this the whole sort of thing about this song is towards the end, um, she sort of says, oh, I guess the end is here. And then this like chorus sort of like comes in and jumps in and they start like ye- yelling it as well. And it's yeah. like this, like that's the theme of the song. It's, you know... This sort of like apocalyptic kind of vibe to it, which I think is really interesting because the instrumentation doesn't really fit that right up until the very end mm. when it gets very chaotic. <laughs> there's like screaming, there's these weird like trumpet solos. Yeah. Like it's it's almost like a completely different song to when you first start listening to it. And that's something I really appreciated about it is because it's just it's got these really distinct sections and while they are very different to each other it sort of all fits within that theme of the end is here like you know the song is called i know the end so it's such a fascinating song and she's such a great storyteller yeah i'd never listened to any of her music previously i know i really should get on that <laughs> like definitely might be an under a rock who knows in the coming year you never know but <laughs> This song was the first one I'd ever heard, and obviously starting out, gorgeous, beautiful, like, acoustic track. Mm-hmm. I was, like, expecting this for the whole time. I was like, this mm-hmm. is so pretty, like, this is so beautiful, I love her voice. And then it slowly sort of started, like, moulding into this, like, a little bit more intense, yep. you know, structure and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, okay, I see where we're going here. This is getting <laughs> a little bit... And then, like, it starts, the screaming starts, and I went, what in the world... <laughs> is going on like I was sort of like mindlessly like scrolling through my phone while I was listening to it and then I just it just caught me off guard I was like what in the world is this song but it is so interesting like the way that it's been put together is so cool Mm. and I love um how you sort of like follow that journey of moving through the sections and how it sort of gets more chaotic and more like insane sort of like as you go through it but Mm. like Listening to the beginning again after you've listened to that ending is just like just complete pole opposites, but it's so cool the way that she's sort of like transformed through the song. Oh, hundred really, really awesome. percent! And I think it's so interesting to it's such like a good storytelling device to you know talk about something like such a gloomy thing to think about, like yeah. this sort of theme. But, the end of the world. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, you know, like, she sort of tackles it from these different points of view, and I think that's so fascinating to hear through music. Yeah. So that is my number five, uh, my top, well, my five, fifth favourite song of the year, I guess. I don't know how to say it anymore, <laughs> <Yeah>. to be honest. <laughs> 
Um, I Know the End by Phoebe Bridges. Now we will head into our fourth pick, so I'll kick us off. So my number four is Invisible String by Taylor Swift. Woo woo. So it was going to come up sometime. It had to. It had to. So obviously Taylor Swift, she released Folklore back in August, I think. What is time? That seems like forever ago. It really does. It really does. I can't believe that. Um, And this is coming from that album. And it's, you know, that album I think was so interesting. It's almost what was 1989 for her, like six years ago. I feel like it's this Was 1989 six years ago? Yeah. Oh my (laughs) god. (laughs) Holy moly. I know. It's kind of wild to think about. (laughs) Wow. Sorry, I just had a really big trip. (laughs) That was really crazy. I know. Um, and yeah, like I feel like it's it's had that same sort of effect where it's just shifted her into like this different but yet very familiar space, it almost feels like for her. And I think that's just like the genius of Taylor Swift. But this particular song, I wanted to choose a song from folklore. It was really hard, um, but I went with this one because when I first listened to the album, you know, I, I've always said Taylor Swift's a great songwriter, we all know that, but I really love the way she writes about, like, love songs, the way she writes love songs. I think it's, like, she's definitely had this growth from mm. all the way back from Love Story oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to, to where we're at now. Like, the way she writes about love is so, has really just grown and matured. And with this song, Invisible String, it's, you know, the theme of it is, like, who would have known that there was this invisible string tying you to me? Yeah. And that theme, like, it runs throughout the entire song where she sings about where she was at in this particular point in time and where the other person was at at that same time, what they were doing, what they were listening to, like where they were, like though that sort of theme is is so interesting. And like the, the instrumentation behind it, like that guitar, like, yeah, gorgeous. So good. So gorgeous. So yeah, I, I love this song. Um, it's definitely my favorite song off folklore. I think, I remember, like, when I first listened to this song, I couldn't really... I just couldn't get behind it. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I loved the guitar. Yeah. But, like, the 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 ending riff of the chorus just kind of, like, threw me off a little bit. I was like, I don't really like this. Yeah. But the more and more that I listen to it, I just... I re- it's probably become one of my, like, Your more tops. popular, like, songs off the album. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. I just listened to it more and more, and I was like, you know what? This is growing on me. I really like it. Like, yeah. I guess with the entire album, it's probably, like, <laughs> you know, it's That's... probably a theme for <laughs> my journey through folklore, I think. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I do really, do really like this song. Um, probably not my favourite, but definitely one that's up there, I'd mm, say. Yeah. Like, it was, it was either going to be this one or Mad Woman. Um, yeah. I love that song as well. But yeah, so that's my number four, Invisible String by Taylor Swift. Maddie, over to you. Okay. So my number four is a song that I have chatted about before. Um, it was a while ago now, actually, I think. Yeah, it was. Um, it is Nicotine by Brisbane Gal Psycho. Uh, So if you haven't heard of her, she's a young Brisbane artist, um, absolutely incredible. She's got, she's released maybe like three or four Mm. singles, I think, this year. Um, And I talked about this one, Nicotine and Dribble, a couple of episodes ago as Mm -hmm. well. And I am so, so glad that I stumbled across her music. I don't know where it was, probably in like a release radar or my sister probably recommended her, I'd say. Um, but it is so, so, so amazing to hear someone so young have such incredible, 
like a sense of genre and like self in Mm. the music and I really really love that about Psycho like her sort of I guess like psychedelic I that's kind of where her name comes from because she does a lot of sort of like psychedelic um like bass sort of you know things in her music um which you can tell if you listen to them and they're really really funky really fun this one's like a lot more um upbeat than I like than Dribble Mm because Dribble's kind of like a little bit more laid back and um sort of a little bit more groovy whereas this one's like a really really upbeat fun Mm. like really high energy track and I really really like it I was like tossing and turning between which one I pick (laughs) but I I I landed on this one because it really has been one that I've just like chucked on to like chucked on the you know in the car to like just feel it just like fills me with happiness every time that I listen to it and it's so, so fun. I'm, like, always jamming along. It's really, really cool. It's such a cool track. And I think this this year has been really great for her as an artist. Oh, yeah. Like, I've seen, uh, you know, um, if you're not from Australia, ignore this part. But I guess <laughs> uh, Triple J is, like, a big radio station here. And they do, like, top 100 songs of the year kind of thing. And you can vote for it. And I've seen a lot of people have been voting for her, which is oh, really yeah. cool That's to so see. Good. Yeah, really cool to see because, yeah, you know... Got to support local artists and her sound. I feel like she has such a unique sound that yeah. I think you know is so like intrinsically her, which mm-hmm. I think is really really cool. And I'm really excited to hear what else she comes up yeah, with. Yeah, I reckon she's gonna do so many amazing things in mm. the coming years. So I can't wait to see where she goes from here. But yeah, yeah. Um, number four, Nicotine by Psycho. So we'll go into our albums for a minute. Yes. Um, so our, we've got two top two albums mm-hmm. of 2020. Um, so I'll start with my number two. And you'll probably all be really, really shocked when I say <laughs> that my number two is Folklore by Taylor Swift. What is happening? What is going on? The world is ending. Yes. Um, the... <laughs> fabric of the universe is crumbling (laughs) um yeah so (laughs) I decided to put folklore in my top two because it really has I think it's been a really big shift for me in terms of how I view Taylor Mm -hmm. as an artist as a singer as a person really I think I have I've done a lot of (laughs) self-reflecting this year I think Folklore has given me a chance to do that and I appreciate that because it really has like changed my perspective on how like I viewed her music because I sort of very much I'm gonna like call myself out here like a hundred percent like I completely like wrote off any new yeah Taylor songs because I would only hear the ones that were like on the radio and mm-hmm. they notoriously are the ones that just get way too overplayed yeah and no one really actually likes them it's just because they're radio friendly mm-hmm. and I kind of was just like oh it's like another Taylor Swift song like it's boring like poppy gross ew we love internalized misogyny <laughs> anyway um so I it. think I think, yeah, folklore has really, like, this different genre for Taylor, I think, really, really resonates with me. It's not like I hate her old music. I don't like it. I'm going to tell you that now. I don't really like mm. it. Um, but all of the tracks on folklore are so different to what I've heard from Taylor, and they've given me such a new sort of, like, lease on life when it comes to her music. I haven't listened to Evermore yet. Yes. Which we haven't had a chance to talk about. Like, yes. she literally just dropped a whole nother album, like, out of nowhere. Just out of, like, thin air. Just boom. <laughs> like, here you go. 
Here's another full album. Here of it is. Songs that are like in the same genre as folklore. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably gonna <laughs> like that one too. I'd say. I would say. You, you um. Know. But yeah, I'm I'm keen to like keep exploring this version of yeah. of Taylor. I think it's yeah. Like I was saying before, like it's definitely I think a pivotal moment in her career. Like yeah. folklore was and. I think it just goes to show, you know, I've always been vocal. I've been a fan of her since day one, really. And I really have appreciated her evolution. And I think it just shows how talented she is as an artist that she can just, you know, she's a chameleon. Like, she can just mold herself into these different (laughs) genres and produce really quality things. And I just think, yeah, she's she's such a gem. And I think she's been such a great impact on the music industry. And the fact that she just dropped another album, like, cool, whatever, it's like... It's not like I wasn't doing anything else the rest of this month. Exactly. Like... Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. Completely disrupted everything. All of my plans. For sure. But, no. But, <laughs> like, yeah. In all seriousness, this album is is really, really good. Mm. And I think that's why it sort of deserves to be up in the top. I think, in my part, anyway. Definitely. Um, so, yeah. Number two album, Folklore, Taylor Swift. Vivian, what's your top... Two album of 2020. So, um, I don't think this will be a surprise for anyone. But, no. Um, <laughs> Not at all. My number two is Post Human Survival Horror by Bring Me the Horizon. Boom, boom, boom. Take what a, a shot if you got it right. <laughs> what a, what a sh- surprise. Shock horror. Um, so, this is actually technically an EP, but who cares, really? We won't. We shouldn't have said. Now everyone's going to waste you for it. <laughs> but the thing is, it's such a, you know... I've been talking about this sort of era with Bring Me the Horizon for quite a bit now, so I won't go into the, all that stuff, but what I will say is they have been through a lot as a band, and they have also evolved quite a bit, and with this, you know, album, EP, whatever, they've really, I feel like, found this sort of good place where they can go back to their heavy roots, but also experiment a little bit with what they've been doing in the pop, in the electronic realm, that sort of thing, and they found this really good marriage in between. And I think, if anything, this is their strongest piece of work, which is, I know a lot of their fans are going to be like, what are you saying? That's a bit controversial. (laughs) But I definitely believe that this is, you know, their strongest piece of work as songwriters, as musicians, like, everything on this album has just showed every sort of side to them that we've seen over the years and it's at their best really so i i just i'm so keen to hear what their other like post human cuz it's like going to be like five or six eps this yeah. post human sort of era i'm really interested to hear what those are going to be like but if anything, if this is an indication, like, I'm so excited. Yeah, it should be good to see, you know, where they go from here. Obviously, like, I don't listen to their music much. Yes. Apart from all of the songs that Vivian shows me. <laughs> You've got to listen to this. Um, but, yeah, it's really, really cool how they've sort of, like, they're they're telling the story, I think, of 2020. Like, oh, for through, sure. Through music, and that's really, really interesting to see, and it's really cool to see, like, their take on it and how they translate that into song and mm-hmm. i think that's really interesting so we'll see how the rest of the eps are yeah there's so many references on this album like you, you know and it's like right on the nose which is a little scary like yeah. <laughs> you know parasite eve you know 
was a song that I spoke about ages ago on the podcast and that was like their first single from this album and they would say you know when we forget the infection will we remember the lesson and that's definitely been like the sort of nail like hitting the nail I'm on gonna the like head. put that on canvas on my wall like legit like it's like Maddie said it is the story of 2020 and I just think it's really incredible that they've managed to capture that on this EP so that is my number two post-human survival horror by Bring Me the Horizon so now we will go back into our songs and we are up to number three now so I will kick us off my number three is Animals by Architects wow yay (laughs) so (laughs) continuing on like the metalcore train (laughs) Um, I've spoken about this song a couple weeks ago on the podcast. Um, Architects, you know, they, they're very similar to Bring Me the Horizon in terms of their journey. And they have a new album coming out in February and this is coming off that. And this was their first single. So a lot of fans I know, especially like since I spoke about this song on the podcast, a lot of fans have you know, kind of not, they haven't loved this song because it's not as heavy as architects normally are. You know, there's not a lot of screaming. It's kind of clean. It definitely feels a lot more accessible. But to me, that's what I love about it. I think it's really well put together. It's a really concise song, like everything from the breakdowns to that opening riff, like with like the siren-like guitars, like all of that just works so well. And then when you put the lyrics into it, like, it just tells this really, like, important story. Again, like, with what I was saying with Bring Me the Horizon, like, you can tell that they are really trying to send a message with this new new music that they've been releasing. And I think it just works so well with this track. Yeah, I think, like, I've... As you've sort of introduced me to their music <laughs> more and more, it's been quite a lot lately. Yeah. I've had, like, two songs in, like, a month. I know. But, um, no, no, it's really, really cool to see, like... I think that, like, for me anyway, it's been really interesting, like, the differentiations between, like, how all these sort of um, metal-based bands, like, how they, like, they all are under that sort of umbrella, but they still have their own kind of distinct sound. For sure, yeah. And I think that's really cool, and you can definitely tell that, like, architects have, like, found what their sort of niche is Mm -hmm. and they like really really play to that and I think it's really interesting yeah so and I'm I'm really keen for the album I'm really interested I definitely think there will be heavier songs on the album and maybe they've just released you know they just released Black Lungs which I spoke about last week I think yeah it was actually um you know maybe these songs these singles they're releasing them because they're the most accessible maybe they're like more radio friendly and that's fine because i still like them and i think yeah. they they're great great tracks but yeah animals is my number three by architects maddie what is your number three okay so my number three is killing boys by halsey Yay. finally got a halsey <laughs> song in there it's coming it's coming you all knew um, so obviously Manic was like a thing that happened at the start of the year yes. and has truly shaped, I think, both of our lives Yes, in 2020. <laughs> um, and in the, um, last countdown episode that we did, this song was another one of mine, but it was number four at that mm-hmm. point, but it's definitely gone a little bit higher this time or number three. <laughs> um, but I think it is it's probably hands down one of my favorite songs off the album. Mm. I think 
like sort of some of the more um more like emotional very deep sort of like the 929s and yes. that type of thing I really really love but they're not songs that you can like put on a lot and sort of like listen to you've yep. got to be like in the mood to cry yes so <laughs> I don't think I needed any more reason to cry this year 100%. so I think I listened to Killing Boys in my Spotify wrapped it literally told me I listened to this song for 611 minutes <laughs> this year so I think we can hands down say that I quite like it mm-hmm. um I think it's just it's really really refreshing to see Halsey in this way and I've just oh, like yeah. loved every second of listening to this song it's just you know we talk about this a lot but like who cares we we love Halsey <laughs> I literally if you if you're not a Halsey stan you're not allowed to be one of our fans I don't care <laughs> But this song is, like, it shows, like, a more sort of, like, playful side of her. And it's, you know, something that we don't really, I think, we don't see a lot because, you know, on her previous albums, they were concept albums and, you know, very sort of specific, like, we didn't really see this, like, playful, like, cheeky side of her where, Mm. you know... The things that she's singing about in this song, like, it's just, oh, it's just, like, great <laughs> to listen to when you really just need to be, like, in a great mood and just... Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's, on, it's on my pump-up playlist. For sure. And I, it's, like, it's so, like you were saying, it's really cheeky, really mischievous. Yes. Like, I really love that. Because she has, like, that air to her oh, all the time. For like, sure. it's such a big part of her personality. Yeah. Because she's such, like, she loves to stir the pot. Yeah. We love and it, though. we love it. And she <laughs> loves to just, like, roast the shit out of her fans, which I is fine. Um, but, yeah, I really, really love this song. Killing Boys, Halsey is my number three. Um, so we're going to number two now. Yes. And you won't be surprised that this song has made it back into my <laughs> countdown because it was my number one in the mid-year countdown so it's Ifa by Mary Eckert which has probably been one of the most like life-changing songs oh. I think that I've listened to this year for sure I am once again just enthralled by <laughs> Mary Eckert's vocal ability and literally every single second of this song I just lap up every time I listen to it it's so beautiful like this piano ballad it's oh. so like vulnerable it's so like heart hitting and i just like cannot i can't stop listening to it every single time i put it on it's like amazing it's amazing it's an emotional journey it really is but i love that like who doesn't love a good emotional ballad you know what i mean that is my favorite type of song <laughs> exactly anyone who knows me will know that like i will put on like about just to cry just to just to do it it's you know? in my yeah like i literally have a playlist <laughs> me too just for crying yeah me and this too. is 100 in there i love it it's so beautiful it's so I just, beautiful oh i can't i don't have the words <laughs> to express how much i love this girl's voice like yes, i'm obsessed with it and sure. like it's so so beautiful the lyricism like the literally every inflection that her voice makes mm. Like, I just, I'm in love. So, yeah. That's why it's my number two. Just gorgeous. I Feel at Home by Mary Eckert. Vivian, what is your second top song of this year? So, my number two is a song that's returning from my mid-year countdown. Yep. And it's Ashley by Halsey. Hey! So, (laughs) of course, like, continuing on the Halsey train. Yep. Um, This song... I said it in the mid-year countdown, and I'll say it again. I really feel like this song, it's its the opener to, yep. to Manic. And in a way, I feel like its it just 
describes that album as a whole. Yeah. And I feel like it's the perfect song. If you, you know, if someone says, what's Manic? Like, what, like, what's, like, what is that album? I really think this is the song you just have to play because it's such a vulnerable emo song, which is, like, (laughs) up my alley. I love that. (laughs) In every way. But it's just, it's also, um, I really think it shows off, like, Halsey's, like, poetic songwriting yeah um and you know she's really talking about her place in the music industry and how she feels and once she goes away like how are her fans gonna handle it kind of thing and yep. it's just it's just such a beautiful song and just that chorus like if you oh, don't just God. like scream when you hear that chorus like <laughs> i don't know what's wrong with you i know it truly <laughs> is like the epitome of emo halsey exactly I, I just love it it's just amazing definitely another top song yeah out of that whole album love yes it. yes so that is my number two ashley by halsey and now, before we go into our top songs, we will now go into our top albums of the year. Yeah. And I will kick us off. And speaking of Halsey... Barreling down the train <laughs> again. My top album of the year is Manic by Halsey. We've spoken about this so many times, but you know what? You guys should know by now. Yeah. It's expected. you got to be learned about this stuff. Exactly. Like, honestly, keep up with it. When Manic came out in January, which honestly feels like just... Ten years ago? Uh, yeah. I just don't even know what to say. Um, I was... I, honest, I genuinely, on that point, I genuinely forgot that that album got released this year. Like, right? it was still in the same... I was thinking, like, oh, it was like the end of last year, wasn't it? No. No. <laughs> still in this same year. 2020. Which is incredible. Like, what? Insane. But... I remember in the lead up to Manic, both Maddie and I were so excited because it's it had been a while since we had an album yeah. and we were just like, what is this going to be? Like, what sound is this going to be? And yep. I honestly think, for me anyway, Manic definitely shocked me, but in the best way. Um, 100%. I think the sounds that she experiments with on all the different tracks, like the interludes, like you can tell yeah. she baked this with so much love. <laughs> And I'm just so that. proud of her for, you know, producing something that's obviously so, so good, but so personal to her. And I feel like this is her at her most vulnerable because, you know, in the past we've had concept albums and yes, she was, she's, you know, had vulnerable songs, but this is her. Like, this yep. is literally her putting herself on a plate saying, here, like, take it as you will kind of yeah. thing. And I'm just, oh. You know, when Spotify Wrapped came out, this was, you know, four out of my top five songs. I love that. I think that's hilarious. That's so funny. And clearly, I'm just stuck in January. That's what this year has taught me. Well, I don't think any other month really happened, to be fairly (laughs) honest with you. Exactly. 2020 just didn't exist. We were just stuck in limbo. Exactly. Like, the best thing happened, January, Halsey released an album and everything. You know what? She caused it. It was too much for the world to handle. And we just... (laughs) You know? But, yeah, it's such such a great album. And I'm just... I love her so much and I love this album so much. Wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. 100%. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have any more words. (laughs) And with that... (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. Oh god. Anyway, well, we'll stop on the on the manic train I yes. think, for now. Yes. Um. So I'll take over the reins with my top album of 2020. Yes. Um. It's the same one that it was in the mid-year countdown. It's Dear Happy by Gabrielle Applin. Love it. My absolute love. <laughs> I adore her so much, and her music is just incredible. 
I was I I had to put this one at number one because I don't think there's been an album that has been released lately that I have like enjoyed every single song Mm -hmm. like every single song just hits in a different way like it's not that like they're all the same because they're not there's so (laughs) much range in this album which is really really great to see from Gabrielle because like a lot of her music tends to be like very acoustic and very stripped down and Mm. all of the rest of it but she's like started experimenting more with a lot of like electronic sounds and a lot more like production value rather than just like a guitar and vocals which is amazing to see because it really has shown such incredible growth with her Mm. songwriting and I think she's just really really bloomed in this whole era and like the fact that she's done an entire album like in itself is great and then she's done the entire thing stripped yeah which is i absolutely adore every song on that as well <laughs> so like they're just the normal deluxe like dear happy album and the stripped ones they're like both up there because i love so good. both of it and like the different versions of the songs too are like just so beautiful mm. and the way that like it's like the same song but it's like just flipped in this completely different um, like a different genre, different sort of like way that it's produced is like amazing. And I'm just obsessed with Gabrielle and her songwriting and her just like her vocals are beautiful. So, yeah, I mean, you know, Maddie was the one to, to show me to her and I'm so glad that she did because, you know, normally like this isn't my style of music as you can tell by this countdown. Yeah. This is very, (laughs) all over the place. (laughs) But what I really love about her is her her vocals, of course, but her songwriting. She you can tell she's such a mature songwriter. Yeah. And I just feel like she's so wildly underrated, you know? Like hundred percent. Oh and, god, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, you know, like she has all the makings of an artist that really should be up there with in, in terms of like popularity. We already know that she's incredibly talented and the stuff she makes is so quality. But, you know, it's just sad. It's just sad in a way that not enough people listen to her. I know. It really, it really is sad. Because, like, the only other person that I know that, like, listens to Gabrielle (laughs) is my boyfriend. Yes. And, like, I just, like, because no one else understands. Well, actually, no, that isn't, that isn't (laughs) true. I do know one other person. Um, But, (laughs) like, I just feel like she's just, yeah, wildly underrated. Mm. Like, again, her songwriting is... Incredible. insane like all the way back in like english rain days yes like, oh my god like are we forgetting <laughs> that like that whole era of like please don't say you love me yeah and like all of these other beautiful songs anyway i won't i won't <laughs> keep going this is i'm getting very like <laughs> it's up okay. in arms about this it's okay but yeah so please listen to it guys i absolutely adore this album it is dear happy gabrielle applin um so that's it for albums Yep. And we've only got one thing left to do. Yes. Which is our top song of 2020 of all time. The whole year. Released this year. Okay. Drum roll, guys. I don't think you're ready. (laughs) I don't think you'd be expecting this song from me. I don't think. Um, But my number one song of 2020 is In Too Deep by Jacob Collier featuring Keanu Lede. And it's the acoustic version. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I spoke about this song a couple of episodes ago. It was one that Vivian reacted to, which is beautiful in itself. So if you haven't watched that, please watch our (laughs) IGTV video of that because it's amazing. 
Um, but I forgot to sort of specify that the version that I was playing is the acoustic version. Mm-hmm. It's not the original track that's on Jesse Volume 3, which is Jacob Collier's latest album. Um, specifically, I'm specifically talking about the acoustic version because this track, like, literally, I think it's, like, completely changed oh, my life. I literally so only listened to it maybe... A, like in October I think that was the first time I heard it mm. and for a song to I have only like like that I've only listened to for two months just top like literally everything that I've heard this entire year I think speaks volumes about Jacob Collier's songwriting yes. and his like ability to just create these impeccable arrangements mm-hmm. and just like absolutely knock everything out of the park like I'm just floored by the sheer talent that this man holds within one person like it it's just insane it's incredible and i just really really implore every single one of you to like even if you just listen to like one song of Mm. his just like watch one of his youtube videos because like every single time he puts one of his songs like up and does like a music video for it like he does it all himself and he makes these videos and he just, like, makes a point of, like, the way that he does it. Because he sort of, like, films himself singing and playing all of the different parts that are in the song. So creative. And, like, which is cool in itself. Mm. But, like, the fact that there is so many and just the amount of time that it must take him to, like, put something like this together. Yeah. Is just incredible. And I'm just, like, floored by just everything that he does. And also... Shout out to, like, Kiana Lede because her vocals in mm-hmm. this track in particular are, like, absolutely mental. Like, she just goes completely up in the stars. Yep. In the heavens. <laughs> so in casually. beautiful high range of hers. These just incredible runs, which I was just, like, literally floored by the first time I heard them. And I was like, oh, my God, this person is like an angel like how have i never heard her before so beautiful but yeah like that is that's why it's my number one song it's incredible yeah i mean i agree a hundred percent with everything um jacob collier is another artist that maddie introduced me to and i'm so glad because he is a creative genius oh yeah like i just it's so fascinating to me how he can just come up with these things come up with these arrangements and in just, you know, so many different realms of music. Like, you can't really, like, pigeonhole him in any way. Oh, God, no. You know? And it's just, it's so great to see that he got a Grammy nomination, you know? Yes. Such a great achievement in itself. But, you know, like, again, I think he's still quite underrated because, you know, not enough people are appreciating what he's no. doing for music. Like, yeah. you know, it's not just him writing a song and putting it together, like you said. Like, he put so much time and effort into creating these different, like, unique pieces of art. Like, it's gorgeous. That's it. No, you really hit it on the head. Like, they're literally, they're not songs. Yeah. Like, they're literally art pieces. Like, yeah. the way that these things are put together. They're just, like, absolutely mammoth. And I've talked about this before when I've mentioned Jacob Collier on a previous episode. But he puts together these videos of, like, and he takes, like, takes you through the logic file. So, like, just so it, like, shows you every single individual track that goes into, like, just one song. And these Mm. videos are an hour long. Yeah. Like, and it's just, like, hundreds and hundreds of vocal tracks. Like, hundreds of, like... It's just, like, insane. Just the artistry is just so, so underappreciated. And he needs way more recognition than he, like, has. For sure. Like, getting a Grammy nomination is, like, such a big step. And I really, really need you all to listen 
to Jacob Collier more because he's freaking fantastic. I love him so much. Yes. So, yeah, that is why In Too Deep, the acoustic version, Jacob Collier featuring Keanu Day is my number one song of 2020. Vivian, it's all you. So, I feel like people would have probably expected me to put Halsey at number one, but, mm. but as you guys know, I have another big love and I've spoken about them like a hundred times this year, <laughs> as well we need, as Halsey. We need a tally, we need a tally of how many times you've said them. But my top song of 2020 is Dear Diary by Bring Me the Horizon. Now, Ooh. I haven't spoken about this one on the podcast. No. Um, I spoke about Kingslayer, and I was debating to put that as number one. Which was crazy. <laughs> Shout Another out. one of our video reactions. Please watch that if you haven't, because... That's hilarious. I think it's so funny. Sometimes I just want... I just watch it to laugh, because it's <laughs> just incredible. Just watch it to make fun of my facial expressions. <laughs> just do it. It's so funny. But yeah, so this song... The reason why I went with it, it's honestly sort of a similar reason to why I chose Ashley from from Manic, is Dear Diary is the opener to post-human survival horror, and it's quite literally, you know, it's sort of like this diary format, but it's not this really, like, low, like, mellow kind of song kind of vibe. It's this really intense, aggressive kind of song that honestly just sets the tone for what this album is yeah and i remember when i first listened to it because they didn't release it beforehand um like they they didn't release it as a single and when i sat down to listen to this album when i heard that intro that guitar riff i was like oh my gosh i was like are they going back to like their heavy days i was like is this really just going back to their roots and it honestly it really does because it's classic ollie sykes screaming which you i never thought i would hear again in this context (laughs) really like he sounds great and that chorus is so infectious it's so aggressive and it really it's you know it is aggressive because it's you know sort of saying how like it's very apocalyptic it talks about how the world is ending, how things aren't working anymore and how it's honestly this like zombies sort of story because in the end that's like what's happening in the context of the song. And it's very like, it's just hits too close to home with 2020. Yeah, I know. But it's such a great album opener and I just think, you know, there's this really like Slayer-like guitar solo after the first chorus that when I heard it, I was like, what? I was like, what is this guitar solo? (laughs) Yeah. Like it comes out of nowhere, but it sounds so, so good. And I'm just like, I'm so proud of them because it's like, you know, uh, their last album, Ammo, which I loved, a lot of their like hardcore fans didn't love it because it was a lot more poppy. It wasn't really aggressive at all, but you know, I'm just proud of them. Like I said, when I was speaking about the album earlier, like they found this in between and Dear Diary, like it's such, such a great song. Yeah. I was really, really impressed by the intro. I really, really like it. And I think something like that needs to be an opener. Mm -hmm. Like, cause it really does sort of like, well, one, it sort of like shocks you into like, okay, well (laughs) we're going back to, you know, the old, like, really, really heavy days, which is really awesome to yeah. see. Um, but, yeah, I think overall, like, it's a really, really cool song. I really like it. Mm. I love the sort of, like, storyline that it kind of goes along and as well with the whole album. Like, I think it just fits really, really well. And that guitar solo is rad. I so love that. So cool. So good. So cool. But, um, yeah, is that your 
that's it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's such a such a such a great song. I mean, if you guys like Bring Me the Horizon, I'm hoping there's fans of them that listen to our podcast. But please check out that album. Check out this song. That is that's my number one, Dear Diary. Bring and me the horizon. I guess brings us to the end. Yeah. Of the 2020 countdown, guys. Thank you so much for getting through that. If you did yes. listen to the whole thing. Please. You can check us out on Spotify Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Castbox, and wherever you get your podcast fix. You can follow us on social media at Caught My Earpod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's where you can send us your recommendations. When we obviously go back to our normal format, that's when we can talk about it. We always encourage you guys to do that because, you know, you saw in this countdown, like, just a wild range of genres. Very much so. And that's just honestly why we love doing this. You know, we love exploring new music, getting out of our comfort zone. It's what it's all about. Yeah. You can also let us know what you thought about our countdown. If you agree, disagree, what were your top songs of the year, top albums? We'd love to hear it because, you know, we'd love to talk to you guys about what your thoughts are. Yep. Yeah. So, um, I'm not, th- I think this is our last episode. Of it the will year. be last episode of the year, which is pretty so crazy. Stay tuned for what's coming next year. Super, super excited. Yes. Yes. But have a Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy, Happy holidays. New Year. Yeah. I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> what a wild ride 2020 has been. We've yep. been through Zoom freaking recording sessions. Oh, gosh. This, oh, it's been a train wreck. It's honestly been a wild ride. Thank you so much for sticking with us, guys. You know, for listening and just, you know, supporting us. Like, doing this podcast has been such, like, honestly, a great thing to do with the trash that was 2020. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Thank you so much for your support and we'll see you guys in the new year. Yeah. Bye guys. See ya.